Welcome to the Church Vibes Podcast with Jordan and Maddie, the podcast where we talk about all things Christian, all things culture, and all things Christian culture. This is a space where we love having tough conversations. It's our hope that whether you're a dedicated follower of Christ, you've never stepped foot in a church or opened a Bible in your life, or you're anywhere in between, you'll be able to learn something new, think about something differently, or be encouraged in some small way. Now, on to the show. What's up, you guys? Jordan here. Grace and peace, everybody. It's Maddie, and welcome to episode nine of the Church Vibes podcast. Episode nine. See, I just, we mentioned it once that I always <laughs> say that, and now I just have to uh, from now on, I guess. Um, but I'm super excited today. We have a, uh, a somewhat special episode, I would say. Yeah, we're doing things a little bit differently. We told you guys that we're going to be doing a couple of interview episodes. And so today is actually the first of the interview episodes where I am going to be interviewing Jordan. Woo! So I guess we'll get into it in a second, but I wanted to go back on a change we made recently, and that was going mm-hmm. to, I guess, bi-weekly or every other week for our episodes. Now, the thing is, that's a temporary thing um, because I'm actually going to be moving up to Washington with Maddie. Wait, you're moving? Yeah. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Maddie has known this, but we've kept it on the DL for for a minute until we could, you know, talk about it. But um, in, in a, a short, we're going to get into more detail on that in, in a little bit. We want to touch on some of the, the questions that you guys gave us. But just to say, in a not too long time, we're going to go back to our weekly format because we'll be able to be in a studio together and recording mm-hmm. and it's going to be awesome. So I just, I'm going to leave you on that cliffhanger and we'll come back to it. See, that's the way of me making you listen to the whole thing because now you're going to wonder how and why and all that. So, um, haha, I got you. Um, but Caught Maddie, them in a loophole. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this off to you before I, I sound too silly. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So this, that's really exciting news. We're all really excited about that. But we want to get into some questions that our listeners sent in uh, for me to ask you. So the first one is a very serious question. It's very controversial. So if you don't oh, want to answer it, I totally understand. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Oh, man. Uh, what, first of all, 100% no. I, I mean, I'll order, if I order a Hawaiian pizza, I am ripping the pineapples off, but then I still taste the juice of the pineapple that was cooked into it. And it's just, uh, no, like, okay. I get the tomato is a fruit and it's on the pizza, whatever, but pineapple is a real fruit an actual sweet fruit. And it does not belong with like savory things in my opinion. I mean, if there was a total dessert pizza, well, no, not even then. I, I can't even say I would want it then. Um, I just, <laughs> I'm not a huge pineapple guy anyway. And okay, so the last place it's going to be is on my pizza. That's, I'm sorry. Wow. I think we just lost 50% of our listeners. So thanks yeah, for that. We went from let's like two on. listeners to one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's move on to something also uh, quite controversial. What is your favorite snack? Okay, so um, I don't know if I've ever shared, but I'm a, I'm a diabetic and type 1. Um, and so if any of you are that, you know that cravings are a real thing. And so my, my first answer would be all of them uh, for favorite snack. All of the snacks. But on a real note, um, they're a company called Smart Sweets, and they make uh, actual sugar-free and actual, like, super, super low-carb candies. Um, and they mm. happen to make... Uh, some of my favorite ones, like I love Swedish Fish, and they have their own version. I yeah. love Sour Patch Kids. They have their own. And 
Uh, this is not a sponsored episode, I swear, but they're about to drop watermelons, which I love sour watermelons. Ooh. So um, I'm going to say that's my favorite snack. I also do have to shout out to to Brother Tom. Uh, I love Pringles, too. Him and I have a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's like his favorite thing in the world is Pringles, pretty much. But yeah, no, I can't top those smart sweets. It's an actual candy I can eat without any kind of guilt or messing my blood sugar up, anything like that. That's definitely, I think, what I'm going to say for that. For that, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good answer. Okay, so we're jokingly saying that these past couple questions were controversial, but now we do have a couple of questions that are a little bit more serious. We, okay. you know, we like to be a little fun, a little serious, a little mixture of both on this podcast. So the next question is, what are your go-to verses when you feel disconnected from God, the church, other people, et cetera, et cetera? Mm, okay, so, you know, when I first hear that question, I think it's a little bit deeper than just feeling disconnected from, because you're not saying just God, you're saying from people, from your church, from everybody. And so I see that more right. of a, an issue of maybe some loneliness and depression. Um, and so hmm. my advice would be some verses for that. And so first of all, um, I'm going to give you like, I think three. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I just want to, I just want to say you were never, far from God in that God is with you always, but we can have times where we feel disconnected. And so, um, yeah, even that fact right there, that truth is kind of comforting to me sometimes. Cause I go through that same issue, um, in my, my own daily life sometimes. Uh, but the first is, you know, Deuteronomy 31, six, um, I'm just in the NIV. I, that's just what I pulled up. Um, but it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That kind of backs up what I just said. Um, he it's is one always, of my favorites. Yeah, right. It's one of my favorites too. He's always with us. Um, but then I also love um, I was studying Psalms, uh, Psalms eighteen, verse six. It says, "In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From His temple, He heard my voice. My cry came before Him into His ears." And so when I see that, um, so God may be, I guess, if you want to say like far away, like I mean, He's in heaven. He's in in His uh, the holy of holies. Um, but this verse says, even as far away as heaven, he heard your voice and he heard when you cried. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback and, and not piggyback. I'm going to add to that question of like, I don't want to just give a verse, but a little bit of thoughts. Um, you know, you just have to try talking to him. He, because he is nearby. Um, and so he is here waiting to hear our cries, um, regardless of how, that's that's a whole theological thing, right? Because I, I just said he's close, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. He is with us yeah. in our hearts, but he hears our voices no matter what. Um, but then uh, the other one is John 14, another solid, solid chapter, uh, verse 26. I don't have my glasses, so I'm a little blind. Um, uh, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send you in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, uh, not as this world. Um, I give to you, let your hearts not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Um, and so what I really like is, I guess I, I keep going back to the fact that God is with you. Um, and Jesus was like, mm -hmm. listen, guys, I am physically leaving this place, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you a helper. I'm going to give you a bit of a babysitter. That's going to always be there. And it's going to protect you while I'm gone. I'll be back. But <laughs> for now here, here's this and check it out. He can stay in your hearts. And so, um, you know, I, I think 
with all those again, I'm gonna if you're if anyone's taking notes, it's Deuteronomy 31 6, uh, Psalm 18 6, and John 14 26. Um, I just I love those verses because it really just solidifies the fact that you may feel that you're alone. You may feel like it is just you and God's far away, but he's not. He is right there. And um, there's another verse that says, I stand at the door and knock. You know, like if you just, if you're there to listen, he's right there waiting to talk to you and to come into your to your heart again. Um, and so whoever asked this question, don't be dismayed. Just keep trying to push forward. I take it you're a Christian if you're asking for Bible verses on the topic. So just know that he is in your hearts. Um, and you just got to just maybe try to pray and say, God, help me, or God, I don't feel you yeah. right now. And that's okay. Um, and I say this a lot, but it's okay not to be okay. Don't feel bad for feeling that way. And just know that mm-hmm. you can, that he is there and he's ready to step in and like make it all better. Yeah. And we actually, for anybody that is listening, that maybe hasn't listened to all of our old episodes in episode six, we actually talked about this general topic as our main topic, drawing closer to God. And so for the person that asked this, but also just to anybody out there who is listening, who may be feeling the same way in that episode, Jordan and I both provided some verses, talked about personal experiences and, um, also provided some really great resources as well. So that would be something for people to check out. I think too, would be episode six of the church vibes podcast. Yeah. And, you know, going back on that really quick, because if you've listened to almost any episode, you know I'm really big on advocating for mental health. Whoever, yeah. if whoever, either the person that asked this question or if someone else is like, man, I really feel that, you can DM me or message me me personally. I have lots of other things I can help you with. Um, we can go a lot deeper into the topic. Um, but for now, there's your verses. <laughs> Great. Okay, so as far as listener questions, we have one more. And this question is, what was the moment you felt most connected to God? Man, so it's hard to pinpoint a singular moment. I feel like sometimes yeah. I have the, the memory of an 80-year-old, and I'm like, I just don't remember anymore. <laughs> um, but I will say, I'll, I'll answer that in two ways. So the first way, I, um, the first time I really felt connected, um, because I feel like this is not a singular moment, and it shouldn't be. It should be all the time. It should be throughout your life um, where you feel super connected. Um, was the the one time I got to go to like Christian camp or Bible camp because um, I got saved at like the last, like right before being an adult. <laughs> so I, I got one summer to be in youth group as a kid um, where, you know, I was <laughs> worshiping. It might've been the, the third or fourth night. Um, if you've been to a camp like that, it's like worship all the time, right? And a couple games here and there, but it's like chapel in the morning, chapel at lunchtime, chapel in the evening. And so um, I felt like God had really been breaking me down for like the first couple days. And then I want to say, like I said, third or fourth night, I just found myself like on the floor crying, just overcome by the Holy Spirit and just really feeling God. And um, that was, I always say that's the moment where I, I was like all in. I was already a Christian, but I'm like, okay, this is yeah. the moment. Um, but the other way I want to answer that is when do I feel most connected? And it's really um, when I am engaged in my job, when I'm engaged either, um, you know, at the soundboard or, you know, somewhere behind the scenes um, during worship on, on a Sunday morning okay. or on the few times where I get to actually um, play worship and be on stage. Um, something about that, everything just clicks. And um, especially when I'm 
it's funny, especially when I'm at the soundboard, you wouldn't think much of that, but like I really get into it and I just feel so connected and moved because I'm everything's just flowing. I, I don't know how to explain it, but um, so get me on a good Sunday morning. That's probably a cliche answer, I know, but it's <laughs> um, when I'm like it deep in my talents. Um, and that should be for other people too. When you're deep in that God given talent you have, that's when you should feel, I would hope to feel super connected because God's like, Oh my goodness, you're doing the thing I gave you for me and you're, you're just into it, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. When we are honoring God and serving his body right. by doing the things that he has created us to do, it's a really powerful experience. So those were our listener questions, which now means that we get to go into the official interview segment, oh, man. which is where I will be <laughs> interviewing you, Jordan, about what's been going on in your life, where you're at, where you see yourself headed, how things have been with you and God, all of that really good stuff. So for all of you that are listening, you're definitely going to want to stick around because this is going to be really good. So if you are good to go, I think I will just go ahead and jump right in with the first question. Just jump into it. And I will say, we actually talked about it before we started recording. I saw the questions ahead of time, but I did not make a bunch of notes. I None of that because I wanted to be as just real and authentic in the moment. Um, and I'm also recording it for mm -hmm. video. So we'll shout out to anyone that's watching it um, just because this is a really cool episode. So um if I, I might word vomit a little bit or verbal process, that's just who I am. So let's jump into All right. it. Okay. So the first question is what has God brought you through in the past year and how has he grown you? Oh man. Um, well, I can go into a little bit more detail. I I've mentioned this, um, a few times here and there in our podcast, but, um, just about over a month, over a year ago now, um, I had graduated Bible college, uh, the last year in June. Yeah. In June. Um, and at that moment, mm -hmm. um, immediate, almost immediately after graduating, I lost the, uh, like in school, you have something you have to do. Like you have assignments and you have tasks and you keep working towards a goal. So I hit that goal after five years of doing that. And then I was all of a sudden I'm like, well, what do I do now? I feel lost and it, it kind of launched me into a depression. Um, and so over last summer, um, I, I was already taking some anti-anxiety medication. It was just kind of antidepressant as well. Um, I started trying to change it. I was trying different ones through with my doctor and all I, cause I was start, I was like, well, maybe it helped me before. Maybe I need more. Maybe I need to change. I know your body gets used to stuff. And so, um, I started this path of trying really if you were to Google search anti-anxiety medication, I probably tried every one of them um, over wow. a span of, you know, four-ish months. Um, and all it did was drive me deeper and deeper down into the dark. Um, I mm. So I went through like different courses or different periods of uh, withdrawal, um, which it sounds like it is like you you hear about people going through drug withdrawals as, as like, you know, illegal drugs. And it's bad. And well, it's, it's real bad when you go through... Um, uh, like a mental medication withdrawal. And so I went through uh, different periods of that. And then um, I landed on um, one medication that took me so, so far down low that I was at the point of wanting to kill myself. That, that's just what it was. Um, mm. And uh, we can 
that's a whole nother, you could do a whole episode on that, you know, as a Christian and, yeah. and all that. But um, that's just, that's just real. That's what happened. Um, and so long story short, I went through that and then um, I ended up going right back on the, the same medication that I was on for years. And, and that's where I sat for a while. Um, but then uh, in about a year ago now, so going into the fall, I started therapy. Um, and you guys have heard me say time and time again, I'm such an advocate for it. And that has really been what has helped me so much. But all that to say, I needed to build up that background because um, at the same time, I had been um, striving to, to, to this like unimaginable or unattainable goal of like, I had already worked as a pastor for, for different places, but I'm like, when I graduate, I'll finally be a pastor and I'll work full time in that position. And then I'll finally feel like I'm mm -hmm. valid and I'll, I have my identity. Um, and so in, mm. in that time, um, God was really teaching me some lessons. And first of all, uh, because in, in that, I also realized that I was incredibly, incredibly burned out, um, of, of ministry started, uh, facing something called compassion fatigue, where you just, you just kind of lose. That's another episode right there. Right. You lose your ability to, to, to care. And I hate to say it that way, but I'm like, man, like my, my heart doesn't feel broken for the people I, I used to minister to anymore. I'm just like numb. Um, and so, um, God was really teaching me, first of all, I think like, you know, ultimately he's, I, I could try to go to any doctor, but he's going to be the one that orchestrates real healing. Right. But, um, amen. So, but he was really teaching me like, first of all, that my identity was not in a job title and it was not in a degree and none, none of that. Um, mm -hmm. and also, um, I, I realized in that time that for however long it was, um, I was worshiping a false idol. And um, you're thinking probably like, oh, he's going to talk about like some other crazy, I don't even know what, but the false idol was ministry. Um, and it sounds kind of mm. crazy, um, but I was, so, I was so into like, uh, you know, everything I did was, was based around my church and, and, and serving and um, not with my family, not with myself. I was so just gung-ho on just serving, 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 serving um, that, you know, this idol worship almost killed me. Like I said, I, I, I reached this point. I'm like, I can't even be a pastor anymore. Like, what am I, you know? And, yeah. um, and so God really opened my eyes to that and um, kind of gave me a hard stop. And, and I like to explain it as, you know, if you're on a, on a train track and a train is coming to get you and it's like, say it's a quarter mile away, it's still a ways away. God might be like eventually, or he might start with saying, whispering like, hey, get out of the way. Then he has to start raising his voice. Hey, dude, get out of the way. The train's coming. Then he starts to throw like a pebble <laughs> at you. And he's like, dude, do you not feel this pebble I'm throwing at you? Then eventually the train is about to hit you and smash you and kill you. And then he has to tackle you and you slam onto the, 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 the gravel and you're all cut up and you're bloody and you're bruised. And you're like, dude, what the heck? And he's like, well, you didn't listen to me before but I had to save you. Mm. And so, um, I really felt like, um, just really what this, this, the last year was, was really like a mental collapse. It, it um, I was kind of writing for a while I was getting by and then I just hit down rock bottom. Right. Um, it was really that moment of, um, I had a lot of things I was doing for the wrong reasons. Like I said, I was, I was idolizing things and titles and positions and jobs. Um, and he's like, okay, well, um, I'm going to have to do it the hard way. I'm going to have to break you completely down. Um, so I can build you back up basically. And so, um, that was, 
like I said, from when I graduated to really to now, I'm still very much in that situation of trying to get better and seek healing. And now um, I'm gone probably three weeks without any uh, medication. I've been trying to wean off of it. So, oh, praise God. Um, which has been a big miracle because what I was taking was really, really difficult to to get off of with, for how long I was on it. Um, and so that's been incredible. And I'm just trying to like go back to, to like neutral, you know, like I went a really long time of, um, yeah, I was on medication. I didn't have like the worst thoughts in, in things, but I also didn't feel a lot of good either. I was very numb. Um, and so that's, I wanted to get myself back. And so, um, now I've, I'm gone to just 100% therapy and not any kind of medication for, to alter my brain anymore or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that to say, what was your question again? Oh my goodness. Well, I went just, on such a whole thing. I want to make sure I touch it just right. Cause that's yeah, been my well, year. The, <laughs> <laughs> well, the question was what has God brought you through in the past year and how has he grown you? And as you were speaking, the thing that kept really standing out to me was that what God has really done for you over the past year is just continually put you in situations where you had to be completely and totally dependent upon him and putting yeah, you yeah. in situations where you had to come to that realization that your identity does not come from anything else except for being a part of the family of God, being saved mm-hmm. by, yeah. you know, by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, being his child, you know, and that's really cool to hear about that even through these really difficult situations that you've been in, that God has been using those to just draw you closer and closer to himself. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and I've been really working on really the idea that I am not a, I'm not a producer. I am not a technician. I'm not a pastor. Mm -hmm. I am not a husband. I'll go even that far. I am Jordan period. And Jordan comes with a set of traits that define Jordan. But Mm -hmm. that is such an important distinction that I, never made until recently. And so that's been a big thing of like trying to find my identity there, you know, and um, uh, I've always suffered with like, you know, self-esteem and and just identity issues anyway. Yeah. And so God's like, okay, well, I'm going to rip away what you thought was your identity because <laughs> I'm going to, you're, you're not <laughs> yeah. listening. I'm going to do it this way. Um, and so uh, it's been the hardest year, um, but also uh, it's brought me to some crazy cool new things that we're going to touch on. Um, but, uh, and in that time I, you know, as a result of, of enough therapy and, and, and seeking God, I started this podcast with you, you know, I, and that was a big thing. You wouldn't have been able to do this last year. No. And, um, if you guys were to look at my notes app on my phone, I have notes from like four years ago of podcast ideas, like, like episode Mm -hmm. ideas because I wanted to do it for so long, but I never could bring myself to do it. And so, this is right here is an indicator of, of progress. And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess then if that's all you have to say on that topic, we can probably charge ahead with the next question, which really ties into okay. the first question, which is mm-hmm. what do you feel that God is teaching you right now? We've talked kind of the buildup of this past mm-hmm. year, but what do you feel he's teaching you in this moment? Well, I, I think, um, the biggest thing is, Teach me obedience. Um, you know, I had been Ooh, yeah. so, and this is going to kind of tie back into me moving, you know, uh, I am really, really big on loyalty and, and being obedient. 
and all of that. And um, uh, so with my church, you know, I, I am, I will and have bled for those guys, you know, um, I love them so, so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, okay, I'm loyal to them. But then God really in about that same time frame, so about last year started, um, kind of like whispering in me, like, Hey, you're going to move. And I, I should back up and say, my wife and I decided, you know, a long time ago, eventually, maybe after we have kids or maybe after this or that, we'll move to Spokane. We love it there. Um, and so mm -hmm. that was always there, but we're like, not for a while. I mean, a year ago, I had ideas to buy a house um, here in Sacramento and, and all that. So I was really focused on right. staying. Um, but so in, in God's t um, process of trying to heal me as well, he started whispering to my wife and I like, hey, you know, you're going to move. And I'm like, well, no, of course, you know, when God tells you something that you don't like, or it's a little hard, you're like, I didn't hear you, God. No, that wasn't you. That must have been no, my flesh. <laughs> that, yeah, totally me. Um, but if that's ever happened to you, you know, that voice gets louder and louder until you finally listen. And so, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're in that time and all this, God has be become more and more apparent and um, really over this year and then, and then really, uh, climaxing to very recently, um, he has given us a timeline and a, a plan, um, and all of that. And, and so he's been bringing me through teaching me obedience, going back to that. I've been so obedient to my church. And the last thing I wanted to do is leave them. They're like, they're like my real, like actual family to me, you know? Um, yeah. and so why would I want to leave? You know? Um, so, but while I'm obedient to them, I have to be obedient first to God. And so God is saying, hey, man, obedience is not always easy, but it is, it is rewarding. And if you're one of the few that actually listen and want to come out of Egypt and into the promised land, I have a lot of great things for you. And that's kind of how I feel where I am now. Um, and so now we do have a timeline of uh, really just after the holidays um, in February, we're going to be, I'll be a Washingtonian, or I don't even know what you want to call it. <laughs> oh my goodness! A don't even don't night. use the word don't use the word Washingtonian because our our governor, whenever he does press conferences or anything, I have no idea why, but he seems to have some type of a contest with himself, which is how many times can you say the word Washingtonian <laughs> in one sentence or in one minute or in one conference? It seems like every other word is Washingtonian. So, okay, yeah. I'm gonna, although I'm, gonna... I'm happy you'll be living in Washington, I'm kind of sick of that <laughs> word. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, and um, so, yeah, with that, like God made a parent of our timeline and then um, really has started to make kind of set some ways and, and, um, financially being able to like set us up to where we can actually afford to do it. And, um, so I'm sure we'll get more into details there, but I'm just, I'm really excited. It's, it's been also the hardest thing. And, and this is actually this, uh, this podcast is the moment I go public with that information. I, I have not told my, you know, outside of like my, my pastor, you know, in like my close family, no one else knows. And so you guys are, the the first to know like this is the day i come out and so that's kind of a weird way to say it um this is the day yeah. i share news um and uh <laughs> it's super scary but again like i said the um it goes back to obedience god's really been teaching me what it, it what it truly means to obey and the fact that it's not always super fun 100 <laughs> mm -hmm. i think that's so important i mean i think that obedience 
is really something that as human beings, we always like to downplay its importance right. because we don't like to be obedient. We like to be autonomous. We like to be our own bosses. We like to be in control of things. And obedience can be very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And the process of God teaching you to be obedient in many ways is like the process of God teaching you to be patient. It is not uh, fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of work and it's really a, a breaking down of self and a death to self and a, a constant continual glorification mm -hmm. of Christ. So that's really cool. I mean, just that it's just so apparent to you that God's been teaching you how to be obedient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I, I feel like I struggle with, you know, hearing from God sometimes. And I actually related to that question earlier uh, quite a bit. Um, uh -huh. But one thing that has not been a question was, was this move was, was obeying in this way. And, you know, so I'm really grateful for that because if God was not clear, I would not want to, you know, I already have a hard time doing it and trying to listen to him, but, um, like having any sort of question would have been really hard. So I'm really thankful that mm -hmm. I've been able to tune in at least enough to hear God in that way. So definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, the next question, I think there's a lot to unpack with this next question because it can be taken in a variety of ways. We okay. can kind of address it. We can address it locationally, vocationally, spiritually, <laughs> all of the above, whatever you want to do, which is where do you feel God leading you? Mm. Well, um, other than to Spokane, <laughs> other than geographically, I think I answered that one. Um, but you know, first of all, you know, I think God has been leading me to find it's gonna sound weird, but like to find balance. I, I've worked, I've okay. only worked inside churches for I don't know how long. I, I've only been in, in the um, like the church realm or the ministry realm for occupation, and so pretty much like your adult life, yeah. I mean, even before I, I was. I was a staff member at 17 at my first church, you know, doing stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so I have not had that, that experience where like really, except for short periods of time where I actually go to church, you know what I mean? I'm always a part of it. And so um, when you do that enough, it can be really hard to still be in that moment. I talked about how like, I like to, you know, I'm really in the moment and worshiping when I'm doing my job, but that's not every time. You know, it, it can, right? you know, in the same way as when you get a Bible degree, you know, the Bible, you run the risk of it becoming just another textbook, right? Like, cause you're in it all the time and it's like, you have to study it and stuff. And so, um, mm -hmm. I'm, I feel like he's pushing me to find balance in the fact of like, for example, I'm not taking a job in a church to move up there, you know, like I'm not even looking for, unless yeah. they pop up, unless God was like, do this thing. I, I'm not looking to just <laughs> transfer to another church, you know, and, and continue that pattern. Um, but rather to find balance and, and work in the secular realm. Um, and that jumps me towards to the next thing of, you know, in this last year, I was uh, up until then, I was so gung ho, I was going to get my master divinity and I was just going to be you know, the textbook pastor, you know, pastor teacher. You were, you were going to pursue ministry as a complete, like your life was just going to be ministry. Right, that right. was going to be your vocation. That was going to be what you spent all your time doing, what you studied. Yeah, full-time, more than full-time vocation. Um, and I, I found that that is honorable and many people do it and all that. But for me, that was only going to perpetuate that, that idol of ministry. 
um, at least in this moment. And mm-hmm. so um, not only am I not working in church, you know, this last year, I, I stepped out of any pastoral ministry in general. I've, I've been just working behind the scenes on a production level. Um, for that reason, I'm like, you know, if I ever want to be a pastor again, I need to pause it now um, because I was in severe burnout. But that's, I meant to say that earlier. But so that being said, um, once I get established and everything up there, um, I'm going to be pursuing my master's degree in a secular area of communication. Um, and cause I'm really passionate about it. I mean, we're communicating right now. Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> with each other and with the people that are listening. Yeah. And, um, the, there's an area that God has called me to for a long time and I, I haven't gone there yet and that's teaching. And so, um, okay. I want to get my master's and then probably go past that, but, um, I want to be able to teach and my, my heart on top of just, you know, like mental health and like, like, thr- you know, thriving in that way is also been, I feel a burden to create a better generation of Christians and pastors um, that will come after us. Wow. And so um, I feel like with my undergrad Bible degree and then um, my my master's, I'll be able to really bring a good, um, well-rounded approach, I could say, um, to teaching. And, um, you know, uh, my alma mater, our alma mater, um, Epic Bible College, is... is um, you know, I, I would love to work there with them and, and maybe teach there and then um, mm-hmm. just wherever God sends me. And there's some other Christian schools up there. But all that to say, um, I'm excited because I feel like God's pushed me towards that way of like um, not avoiding that part of my calling, you know, because I jumped so headstrong deep into Bible um, or not Bible into well, like Bible degree and, and um, uh, ministry work that I lost sight of it. And um, honestly, I feel like we have enough really, really, really talented Bible teachers and theology teachers right now in the world. Um, and so mm-hmm. rather than becoming just another one of those, I want to go a different route and get that work, work in communication and teach it, teach things that way. Um, and yeah. um, whenever God calls me back to, to pastoral ministry, so be it, I will do that. Um, but for now, that that's kind of what it is. So he's bringing balance that's the 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 short way of saying it right that's what he's leading me into um and i think i kind of captured occupationally and spiritually in one in one well-rounded answer yeah you did (laughs) you really did i think that's really cool i think that if we look at the state of ministry today, things are headed more and more toward that bivocational model which is really kind of the original model. We look at the mm-hmm. first of uh, the disciples, the apostles, we look at Paul, you know, Priscilla and Aquila, we look at all of these people in the New Testament and they were fishermen and tent makers and tax collectors and m- makers and sellers of purple cloth and doctors and that was what they did as a vocation, but their life was Ministry, And I think that's something we can talk about in a future podcast is just the the difference between ministry in the sense of a church or a parachurch organization or a Bible college versus all of our lives should be ministry. The way we speak, the things that we do, you know, the way that we serve other people, whether you work at a church or you stay at home with your kids or you work someplace else, whatever it is that you do, your entire life should be ministry. And we miss out on a lot when we just relegate it to church jobs. So I think that's really, really cool. And, and, you know, I'll tell you, I've felt, I've had some 
far more genuine experiences recently um, in terms of of just living ministry and, and, and being that way than when it was my job, you know, and I, I go into Bible, going back to the bivocational thing. Um, it can be really hard to, to stay spiritual and genuine when there's the pressure of making sure you're able to make enough money to feed your family at the same time, because ministry 100%. just doesn't pay guys. Like, unless you're, <laughs> um, and that, that, you know, I, it's not about money, but it kind of is like, unless you're some mega church pastor and, all this, like it's, it can be difficult. And so, um, I definitely recommend to not go through my mistake and, and burn yourself out trying to do it all there. Like, um, find yourself a good job to be bivocational in. Um, and yeah, I, I was off on a, another train of thought and it totally went away. So like I said, being authentic guys, um, back to you, Maddie. <laughs> okay. Back to me. Well, Again, piggybacking, all these questions are kind of building upon each other. That's yeah, I kind of yeah. set it up that way uh, in the hopes of kind of building a cohesive conversation here that will be beneficial to people. What are you most excited about for the coming year? We've talked about what God has brought you through in this past year. He's brought you through yeah. a lot of really difficult things. We've talked about what's going on in your heart and your spirit now and where you feel him leading you. So what are you most excited about? What are you most looking forward to in this coming up year? Yeah. So, you know, with the exception of you and the rest of the Bond family, no one knows me up there, right? <laughs> um, and right. so I've been going through this process of God, because we talk about how God will, you know, you can get broken down and then reformed, right? And like he, he uh-huh. um, and so I've been definitely going through that. I've been um, I obviously, I grew up here in Sacramento. Everybody knows me. Um, and, but I, I've been reforming myself and a lot of my old ways of thinking are gone. I have a lot of different opinions on things now, even in the last six months mm-hmm. than I, than I did before. And so I think what I'm really excited for is to take God's rebuilding of me and apply it to a, a new place where no one knows me to where I can fully lean into yeah. that new identity. Um, like, you know, we, you know, Paul talks about, you know, uh, when the old man dies, right? The old man must die away right. to, bring the, to, to bring the new man. And so um, I feel like that's applying to me beyond just having salvation, right? Like I, I've been mm-hmm. saved for a while, um, but I feel like I'm, I'm having another rebirth almost of, of sorts where um, I'm able to have a healthier view of my own identity and then take that and get to have a fresh, clean slate and, and meet new people, and all of that. That's not to say it's going to be hard. I, I can't stress that enough. Like, um, if I wish God sometimes didn't tell me all these things, because it's been a painful time to, to not only go through, um, you know, trying to get better with like my mental health, but then also the idea of saying goodbye to family here and stuff is, is hard. Mm-hmm. But I am so excited to see what, to, to see what I can see. Right, like I'm saying is is the. Um, the fresh start, you get to kind of become your new person and all that. But then I'm also excited for what I don't see. You know, I, I'm excited to see what else God has. Um, because I've learned time and time again that I do not have it figured out. I do not know what God has for me completely. <laughs> right? None of us do. Well, right. I um, mean, it says, it says that we we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. And I think that that's been very evident in what you've been talking about today. We make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps and he's sovereign over all of it. And 
that's the most exciting part, right? Is yeah. getting to see what God does. I'm also excited to see how God moves um, in my church context now. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, um, in my church, if there's any listeners um, that go to the church with me, you know, the last few years have been painful. We've we've lost people, uh, staff members in, in really ugly ways, and it was not great. And so I'm excited to be an example for a, like a situation where like a healthy situation for someone to move on from a church, if that makes sense. Like I'm yeah. excited to um, maybe set a new standard of like, look, it's okay to leave. You don't have to run away hurt. You don't have to be angry. You, like, uh, you know, like um, I, that's been a big burden on my heart of like making sure I leave the right way and not leave because the enemy comes in and tries to take anything it can. Right. So I don't want anyone thinking like, Oh, did you hear Jordan move the way because of this crazy thing? No. I, no, <laughs> no, it, it, none of that. And so I'm excited to also um, see God move in the next few months. You know, there's only there's a short amount of time left for me. Um, and so I'm excited to see what what's there as well before I even get up to to my new home. That is really cool because mm-hmm. our God is ascending God. And if we look at the New Testament church model, it's, you know, we make our little, our churches and then people get sent out and they make churches and they get sent out and they make churches. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a really cool thing. And like you said, the enemy likes to twist anything that he can, anything that God has made that is good, the enemy tries to twist it into something bad. And so something that should be a very good, exciting time being sent out, being sent forth into a new place, doing a new thing, following God's leading can be twisted. The devil yeah. can whisper in people's ears and try to incite gossip and slander and deceit. And so being able, like you said, to say, no, I'm excited about this. I'm being sent forth. And of course it's bittersweet because you're going to miss the people that mm-hmm. God has brought in as that spiritual family for you. You can trust that it's a good thing. And I'm I'm really hoping and praying as well that, like you said, it will be a healing time for your church, that this will start a new precedent for the future, that when God yeah. sends people yeah. out, it can be something that's celebrated. And that's really been my my biggest burden in all of this. And and that's actually why I, I briefly mentioned that I'm recording it too. Um, I'm trying to make a whole separate piece of content um, for the people that don't follow the podcast so that literally uh-huh. I'm going to put it on my socials um, so that there is no question why, you know, because this yeah. is only a good thing and only a move of God. The only bad thing about it is the pain of leaving. That's it, you know? Um, and yeah, so I, that's just been a big a big burden on me is to not let, especially, you know, because when you do something that is in God's will, the devil definitely wants to mess that up or, or take whatever. Yep. And so that's, it's, I already know it's going to happen. Something's going to come up. And so I'm, I'm um, trying to be as connected to God and as in communication with my loved ones and, and my, the people I influence, like over communicate with them. Um, just so that there is no opportunity for any bad to happen. Yeah, 100%. Well, is there anything else that you want to say as we're we're closing here to anyone that may be listening, anything you want to say to people? It can be about your own journey, about what God's brought you through, any piece of encouragement for people listening, just anything that the Lord's put on your heart to say as we, as we close here. Yeah, as a matter of fact... Um... I am trying to, I don't know if I can look up the, the notes 
it doesn't matter. It's something my pastor said. And, and actually, um, this was right about the time where I'm like, man, this is it. And like, it's time. Um, he gave, uh, this is Pastor Kyle Johnson at the Crossing Church. I'm going to plug him 100%. <laughs> plug. Um, so um, he spoke right into the depths of my soul when he talked about, um, he said, you know, there are people here that they like they know they need to do something. God wants them to do something. Um, like they need to to jump off the ship and go into the stormy water, right? They they you need to go do the scary thing. Um, and you know, I just want to encourage people to to take that step. We saw that when he, he stepped off the water, he didn't drown, he didn't go into the to, into the water, and he kept his eyes on Jesus, he went right to it. And so um all mm -hmm. that to say, you know, if there's someone out there that is in a similar situation. You're like, man, yeah, you know, God's called me to do this thing. Um, I say, just do the thing. And it's, it's rich to, for me to say, just do it, but that's what I've had to do. Um, and you know, there's a lot of, especially when it's scary, we have a lot of, we make up narratives in our head. Um, whether or not you're mentally good or not, like we make these narratives sometimes and they're almost always not true. You know, I, I was so afraid of hurting people's feelings or having people mad at me when I shared that I was moving. And it's mm. none of that was was true. It's only been a great time. And, and it's because I'm in God's will. And so I just want to encourage anyone listening or watching. Um, if there's something that like, you know, God is is calling you to do and like, trust me, it's much worse to be outside of his will. Like it sounds yeah. scary to to jump off or or to to leave Egypt and go into the desert, but there is so much reward on the other side because very few people actually do that, right? A lot of us stay comfortable in our lives and we're like, you know what? I God had this thing this in this dream I had and, and it really felt good, but you know what? That's really it scares me and I, I don't I'm gonna pretend it doesn't exist. All of that stuff. No, just just do it. Um because you have no idea what that promised land could look like on the other side. And if you were wrong and that wasn't what God had for you, well, God loves you and he has grace. And he'd be like, all right, well, you missed, you missed the mark on that one. We'll try again next time. So there's really, the only risk is in your head, if that makes sense. Like, like the, the biggest issue in this whole time for me was in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I guess without word vomiting anymore, that's really what it is. Just, um, just please, guys, don't live in that stagnancy. Don't live um, just day to day, especially if, if you know that there's something else that God has for you. Um, and if you don't feel that way, pray about it, because God always has something better for you um, on the other side. So I think that's, that's where I would leave it. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard Jordan. Do the scary thing. Do the scary thing. <laughs> and uh, with that, it is time to say goodbye. So until next week, abide in Christ, love your neighbor, and never stop having the tough conversations. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Church Vibes Podcast with Jordan and Maddie. If you enjoyed this week's episode, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and leave us a review. For additional content and to stay updated on all the latest and greatest, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Talk Church Vibes. That's at Talk Church Vibes. See you next time.